Burt Show. So is it possible that Abby's romantic destiny has landed right in front of Kristen? Oh, Abby, the future Mr. Murphy is in my inbox. Really? Me. Harry Styles? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I got this email. And you know how every now and then you'll get an email and you're like, something just strikes a chord with you. And you're like, there's something special about this email. And I feel like I would be standing, I, I would be preventing love from prevailing if I did not share this email with Abby. Okay, so this is different than you trying to set somebody up in right. your own personal no. life, which has just failed miserably for 12 years on this show. It has never been successful. <laughs> never once. Zero times. Yeah. Zero. None. Correct. Correct. So yeah. this is not, you're not, you're not pulling from your life. No. This is somebody new. This is, this is somebody who emailed me that is pitching her son for Abby. Oh. So if this works out, do you get matchmaker credit? Partial. Okay. We'll take anything we'll take at this it. point. <laughs> <laughs> a take win is all. a win. I don't even need half credit. I'll take a fourth credit, okay? So this is the email I got. Hi, Kristen. My name is blank. I live in Atlanta with my hubby slash high school sweetheart. And I am a mom of three young adults. I love the birth show and I love the energy that Abby brings. I love listening to her dating stories and her honesty about navigating life in her 20s and today's world. It helps me see through my kids' eyes a little better. All right, I'm going to cut to the chase here. My son will be 25 in February. Mm -hmm. And honestly... Abby and he are both kind of the opposite of each other's type. Oh, it sounds perfect. <laughs> We're off to a, We're off to a great start. Okay, can we pause there for just one second? Yes. All right. We can all get on this. Which cliche is more accurate in your eyes? Opposites attract or is it healthier for a relationship when two people are similar? Um, I think opposites attract personally. Like, Is it what healthier? Is it healthier? Yeah, they attract, but in the long run, is it healthier to be opposite from each other? My my entire life of dating has been opposites attract. That ain't the healthy one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just tell you right now. <laughs> I think it's opposite personality, so it keeps things interesting. Like you need an extrovert and an introvert, but you got to have the same values. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yet you have to be compatible more than anything else. Yes. Opposite yet the same. Opposite, uh, yet the same. Same but different. Same, same difference? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's 60 seconds of us not coming up with any answer. Right. <laughs> I have listened long enough to know Abby's preferences and guys, and his are a little off from hers too, but doesn't that make a great love story? Maybe, maybe not, <laughs> but I just have this feeling. Abby and he have so much in common and so much of what Abby says reminds me of him and his outlook on life. He's just looking for a hometown girl to share life's adventures with. He recently lost the love of his life suddenly, his dog Penny, and is trying to find his new way of life without her. They were connected at the hip, so it's been an adjustment. We're a pretty close family, so we spend a, bit, a good bit of time together. So he listens to the birth show here and there, and I've told him about Abby. So she wants to replace his dog, dog with me. With dead dog with you. That's quite a compliment. This is definitely destiny after, taken over. After telling me, hey, well, she is definitely not his type. He might even be repulsed by her, but yeah, he's sad and lonely. Compared to a dead dog, you are a great match. Okay. I may have only read the first paragraph of this email, and I did not get to the dead dog part until just now. When I mentioned Abby, he immediately knew who I was talking about because he had heard a segment with me a few days before. Anyway, I know this is strange, 
but I just think that they should meet. Maybe a date, maybe just coffee, maybe just chat over Instagram. I sent you an Instagram message, but it was too long, and I'm now noticing half of it was misspelled, so it probably sounded like I was, it was from a crazy person. I'm not crazy, I promise. And I'm not a meddling mother, usually. <laughs> and before you ask, yes, I told him I was sending this, and yes, he is totally open to it. Like I said, I don't think the two of you are each other's typical type. <laughs> Just want to remind you of that. <laughs> Just reminding you, he thinks you're ugly. <laughs> he would normally not go for you. But well, I did also- he see you like with the new nose though? Oh yeah, maybe the nose could change. He doesn't typically go for girls with big with big noses. It's a game changer. But I also believe that there is someone for everyone, and that person might not be what you have pictured or planned for. What is a type, anyways? No one knows what their person is like until you met them, right? So, you're both just two young, single, working professionals, one with a dead dog, living in Atlanta, <laughs> looking for a connection, and if nothing else, maybe just some good conversation. She then sent stats. We have his age. He's 24. He's going to be 25 next month. I have his height. Uh-oh. This, oh. this might be a problem Ooh. for her. Uh-oh. Is this tall enough? He's 5'9". Okay. Uh, he's on All the right. cusp. I can see in your face you're not overly excited here's, by five nine. Here's the thing. We haven't seen his bank account and I haven't seen his face yet. Is he hot? Is he rich? I can make exceptions. <laughs> she even threw his weight in there, Abby. Oh. Oh. Honesty is so freaking refreshing. <laughs> his occupation is marketing. She gave you his education, his lifestyle, single, never married, no children, currently living in blank with roommates, grew up here, has one brother, one sister, his interest, traveling, sports events, movies, entertainment, adventurist. He likes alive dogs. I'm saying here. <laughs> Abby, you're great. And he's great. So she just thought it was worth a shot. She's a birth show P1. So whether I read the email or not, she's always going to be a true listener. But... If you want more information, I can reach out. Love you all. Not a crazy mom. (laughs) Insert her name here. So my question is, will you go out with dead dog guy? Uh, Don't call him that. What is happening? Do we need a different name for him? I don't know. I like dead dog guy. Just call him old yeller. Okay, would you? That is that reference. I mean, don't you need to see a picture or something? I I think a picture would be fair. She did not attach a picture. Here's my problem. Yeah. See. What are you hiding? She thinks her kid is ugly. No. To be fair, he thinks I'm ugly too, so. But again, hasn't seen your new nose. Here's here's my thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he hasn't seen me with the new Whoville nose. Here's my thing. I look a little bit like a Whoville character right now. It's fine. Martha May was a stunner, okay? (laughs) Here's my thing. I my only hang up with with setups like this is you just know so much more about me than I know about you. So there's already a power imbalance here. Okay. You know what I look like, what I sound like, you know my deep, deepest darkest secrets, you know what I talk about in therapy, and here I have is basically like an e-harmony profile of his age and vague interests that most people in their 20s like. So it's not that I'm not interested, but I'm not thrilled because I feel like I don't have enough info to make a decision. Wouldn't that be any guy, though, that hits you up um, on Instagram that listens to the show? You could say the exact same thing about. Which is why I typically don't go out with them. Um, And also for like for safety reasons, too. You don't know who these people are. But you also get a little bit more. You can at least look at the profile unless they're on private. 
then when you're on private, you're like, what am I supposed to get from this? I just see your little tiny profile pic. But from an Instagram profile, you can get more of a sense of who they are. So is that a hard no? It's not a hard no. It's more of like a... <laughs> Flaccid. <laughs> what kind of no is it? Because it's clearly a no. <laughs> it's, 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 it's an I'm not, I'm not excited about... Oh. I just knocked over something. I'm not excited about it because I feel like yeah. I'm just looking at, at like a... It's a blank canvas. It's a blank canvas. You know, you're like, what am I paint it? It could be, there could be anything. It could be a Monet. But now (laughs) she's in a very tight corner because if mom's here sends a picture Mm -hmm. and then Abby says no, (laughs) then we know for sure it's because of the way he looks. Well, to be fair, he wasn't thrilled about the way I looked either, so... But no, I don't think that's true. So is it, is it done? Is it done? Yeah. I, I feel like I'm an a-hole if I say no. You're not, You're a not an a-hole if you say no. I'm I'm gonna politely. You are if you say no after the picture. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, right, I'm, I'm gonna say no now while this guy looks like Harry Styles in my head. Well, I'm saying no to Harry Styles from my neighborhood. I have an idea because I like bonuses and I want people listening. <laughs> Let the listeners decide. <laughs> you know they're just going to say yes. Yeah, of course you don't they're going to say that. No. Why do we even need to? Right. No, you don't know that. You hey. don't, yeah, you don't know that. They have your best interest oh, at heart. No. Oh, oh. Have, you seen, have you seen the Facebook comments? <laughs> Not all of them. We have some very lovely listeners. They, we do. Now, this is a stretch. I'm wondering if mom and the guy would be willing to put his picture up online to let no, the listeners know. No, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. She clearly doesn't want to do this. I don't want to force her into doing something that she doesn't want to do. She doesn't really feel connected or sympathetic for the guy that just lost his dog. <laughs> I, hope he look, I hope he looks like Brad Pitt. You're not forcing her, but, I mean, I can put a poll up at thebirtshow.com and let listeners vote. Because this could be destiny. It could be. But they've heard your case and they've heard the mom's case. So let an impartial third party decide. Abby, don't kick a dead dog while he's down. (laughs) This is is a lot. Don't you have a heart. Listen, (laughs) I I am open to letting the listeners obviously vote yes and then me be forced to go on this date. (laughs) You don't know if that's going to happen. That's 100% what's going to happen. Everybody heard what I said. And so... You're gonna. You, yeah. I mean, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. Any of it. Yeah. Whatever. Put up the poll. <laughs> okay. I hope you. If you're listening, I hope. I hope you're okay. It's the most unenthusiastic. <laughs> With your. Put up the poll. This dog did die. I feel bad. Penny. 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 I'll do it for Penny. Yeah. 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 For Penny. Bert Show. You guys ever do this with somebody? I've seen this in movies before, but where you're like in your 20s or your early 30s, probably 20s, and you're like, okay, when we're both old, like when you're 40 <laughs> and I'm 40 and we don't have a significant other because we're such good friends, why don't we just start dating at 40 or we'll just get married because we're just such great friends. Do you have somebody like that? Yeah, when we're on our deathbed, let's just go ahead and just right. cuddle at, each other as, at we, 40. as we go to sleep. <laughs> right. um, no, I did not have a person like that. You guys have that? I did. Yep. Um, one of my best friends in college Did told or still me. do? No, did. She, uh, it was 30 was the age if, if we both were single at 30. So I, which I didn't think was a compliment at all. Like if you go out and just can't find your person, you're just going to settle <laughs> on me at, at 30, but whatever. But she ended up getting married at 29. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't even get excited for a second date. So the thought of marriage would make me break out in hives. So no pact for me. Uh, I did. I made this pact with Jay, uh, way back in the day, Jay Marciano. And, uh, she switched teams on me. Uh, 
Um, really? About two decades ago. Oh, no. So that's not on the table anymore. Oh. Nope, it's not. Nope. Yeah. Uh, but Gabrielle here has a friend that she made this pact with. Actually, it's a co-worker. Hey, Gabrielle. Hey. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good, all right. So tell us about this person that you made this pact with. Like, uh, in the future, if I'm alone, you're alone, let's just try this thing out. Okay, so... Um he, we were uh, like good friends at work. His name is Andrew, but it was at my old job, and we haven't really spoken much like since I left that job. It was like last February, but um, last New Year's Eve, not this one, like the one going into 2023, we were both at like a, a coworker's New Year's party, and at the party we were just like talking a lot and I said that I was like determined to find the one in 2023 and he turned to me and I was just like so taken aback and surprised because he said well if you're still single at the end of the year you have to agree to give me a shot and I mean I just thought he was kind of like joking at the time because we're just like friends and co-workers and I didn't I didn't really think I was attracted to him at that time, so I kind of just, like, ignored it and laughed it off. So this isn't a marriage pact. It's just a dating pact. Yeah, but I, wa- I am looking for, like, the one. Yeah, like, of I course. Okay. I get married, and I'm looking, you know, so it's like a dating pact slash, he didn't say marriage, but, yeah. like, that's what I'm right. looking for, and I don't know. So, but, like, I didn't, I didn't think... I didn't think I was just, I wasn't attracted to him at that time. I'll just be honest. But I just, like. Why? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he wasn't my type, but, like, now Why? 2023. <laughs> it's like. He ugly? I don't know. I've just been thinking a lot about the guys that I've dated in the past. And I'm just sort of, like. Does he have lots of skin tags? Evaluating. Yeah, I'm, like, reevaluating my type. Yeah. So and, like, the, the more I thought about it, I just realized that, like, I should be dating guys that are more like him and 2023's come and gone and I am still single and I just am realizing that maybe I was just being superficial before and that like I really I don't know now I'm feeling like I am more attracted to him because I might have been into bad guys before and he's like a nice guy so okay so initially physically you weren't attracted to him but now a year's gone by, and you're a little more desperate now than you were last year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, not to be superficial anymore. <laughs> take the ugly guy. Hey, no, no. I'll take okay. anybody. <laughs> no, we're not gonna. We're not gonna play, do it I'm like playing. that. Give us three redeeming qualities about Andrew that make him like three redeeming qualities that you find attractive. Like he walks upright. No, stop. And it doesn't have to be physical, obviously, because lots of, lots of different things can be attractive on a person besides okay. something physical. Okay. First, we have really great conversation. Like, I just found him really easy to talk to, which is how we became, like, such good work friends. Perfect. What's next? He's, like, very responsible kind of person. He's the opposite of like a bad guy. He's okay. like very responsible and considerate kind of guy. So he's he he brings safety and security into the relationship. Yeah, I mean, you know, so we have great conversation. He seems like responsible and stable, like emotionally and just about life. And um, I don't. He makes a lot of money. Money. 
Hey, look, two things are plenty. I know a lot. I know a lot of relationships that are based on less than two. I did not know that our third one was going to elude us. Three was a lot. Yeah, three was too much. She was asking yeah, for a lot. Okay, three. Two of three is just fine. That's just fine. All right, all right, all right. So, Gabrielle, you My wanted bad. You, when you emailed us, you wanted us to reach out to him to see if he was serious about dating, right? Yeah, because I'm just, like, really too nervous to ask myself, and we haven't even spoken, really, since I left that job. And I don't even know if he would remember saying that to me if it wasn't just, like, a, 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 you know, a flippant comment, and he wasn't serious. And I just, like, don't really want to be rejected, so I just thought it'd be easier if, like, maybe. Well, we've already done the heavy lifting for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our studio director, Tommy, reached out to this dude to see, A, if he remembered you, B, um, if he was really serious about this, and if so, would he go out and, hey, let's go have a date, okay? So hang with us for a couple of minutes, and Tommy, our studio director, will tell you exactly what we found out about this guy, because he did reach out to him, and he got an answer back. Oh, he did? Okay. Okay, so hang with us, and we'll give you the results next. The Burt Show. So about a year ago, our listener, Gabrielle, who we'll get back on here in just one second, um, had a co-worker. They got along just fine, right? She wasn't really interested in him back then, though. And he said, I'll tell you what, in a year, if you're single and I'm single, you got to give me a shot. Let's go out. Let's go have drinks. And she said, <laughs> in the back of her head, she's like, that is never going to happen. But a year later now, she's like, okay, all right, all right, let's give this guy a shot. So she wanted us to reach out to him to see if he was serious and still interested. I think a year ago, if he made that proposal, he's still going to be interested if he's single, right? I think so, 100%. And she's more desperate than ever, so I think it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> Timing's everything, right? Timing's yeah, everything. This show is really on a very dark roll today. It started with the dead dog. <laughs> and we just haven't stopped. It hasn't stopped. All right, Gabrielle, are you ready for some results here? Yes, I, I'm ready. Okay, you wanted us to reach out to this dude. By the way, when is the last time you saw this guy? February of last year when oh. I left the job. Okay. So we're closing on closing in on a year. A year. So yeah, you asked us to reach out to him and see if he was serious. You were too nervous to do it yourself. So we turned this over to our studio director, Tommy. He's got some results for you. He's the he darkest of all of us. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, I reached out uh, and contacted Andrew via text. I said, hey, Andrew, my name's Tommy Owen. I work for The Bird Show. I've heard you may be a listener of our show. And he immediately texted me back. He said, hey, man, yes, I do listen to your show. Let me guess why you are contacting me. And I said, ha, give it a try. He said, you want to set Abby up with one of your most loyal male listeners. Man, you're on a roll. Wow. This new nose has changed everything. I knew it. That's why I got it. All the men want me now. It was my nose. I knew it the whole time. I said, close, but not exactly. And he said, wait. Close. I was kidding, but if she wants to go out, I'm your guy. <laughs> Not that desperate. Hey, Yikes. he's a good conversationalist, and he is responsible. responsible. Uh-huh. What else? We're, we're yeah. still waiting on the third. Yeah, he's got a great personality. <laughs> Has a dog that's alive. <laughs> and I said... <laughs> reference to, low. Reference so to he, earlier. <laughs> he said, wait, close. I was kidding, but if she wants to go out, I'm your guy. I said, ha, well, I'm hoping to set you up with someone 
but it's not with Abby. And he said, well, are you sure Kristen's husband will be okay with that? <laughs> I like this guy. Yeah, he's got a sense of humor. He's got jokes. Yeah, um, Andrew, we're thinking about uh, doing an open marriage now. So what do you think? <laughs> so I sent him a laughing emoji. I said, no, I don't think Bart would be. So maybe you'd let me set you up with someone who's not on our show. And he said, he's still on a roll. He goes, are they anything like Abby or Kristen? <laughs> and I said, to be honest, I have no idea. And then he said, well, what kind of matchmaker are you? I like this dude. I, I like Andrew, too. And I said, not a very good one, I guess. Anyway, there is a friend of ours or yours that thinks you may be open to a date based on something you had once said. And he goes, what did I once say and who did I say it to? I said, your friend and former co-worker, Gabrielle. She's been thinking about you and remembers that you made a joke last New Year's about her giving you a shot. And he said, Gabrielle, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Are you oh, serious? Okay. When are we going okay. out? Okay. The way it sounds, he's willing to take anything with a pulse right now. He's as, <laughs> this is beautiful. He's, right. he's as desperate as she is. Yes. Perfect. Woo. So I said the most obvious thing possible. I said, so you'd be open to a date? And he said, was it the hell or the yeah? That sounded ambivalent. <laughs> and I said, well, great. I'll let her know, and then we'll get it set up. And he said, fantastic. I said, if you still have her number, don't contact her until I give you the green light. We want to let her know what your response was on the air. And then he said, okay, but maybe leave out the part about Abby and Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Whoops. And that was it. All right, Gabrielle, this is great news. Yes, I heard the part, yeah, about Abby and Kristen, but he seems like really enthusiastic about me too, so should I like text him now? Sure, or? why not? Yes. Yeah, I mean, now that's, listen, if he's a listener and he's obviously familiar with the show, I'm sure he's been listening to all of this. Sorry, we've been a little harsh on you, Andrew, but after reading your text exchange, you seem like a very funny, lovely guy. Um, and who cares if you're his third choice? I'm sure I have been the seventh or eighth choice for women before, and I don't care. So what if you're third? Who cares? It wasn't exactly her first choice. Either, so it kind of works. Oh, no. No, he's, I would just, do you see? He's got like a great he does. In the text. He's like a great conversation. I don't know. Should I just like text him right now? Or yeah, should sure. I wait? I don't want to seem like too. You want to be an eager beaver? No, I mean. But I guess he's, he heard all of this now anyway. So. Yeah, we're past the part of eager beaver at this point. Um, so <laughs> I think, yeah, he knows the head. You went and set this whole thing up. So there's absolutely no reason at all not to text him. So, hey, uh, I just talked to Tommy. He said you're down. So let's go have a drink. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to text him right now. Should okay. I just yep. start with hey, or should I, like, go into the whole thing, let's have a drink? Or should I just, like, start hey? I don't know, sister. You're on your own now. I've really don't think he's here. We've done everything we can, all right? No, Gabrielle, just hit him up and be like, um, hit him up and say, um, so just got your response. When would you like to go grab that drink? Yeah, this is a different uh, segment. Okay. This is called Texting Tutor. We can do that on Friday for you if you want. Okay. But at this point, the training wheels are off. You're on your own. Thank you. I'm just excited and nervous. Okay. No, I got you. you. Gabrielle, we've pushed you out the nest. It's time to fly, girlfriend. Yep. Time to fly. There's nothing to be nervous about. Right into the okay. arms of Andrew. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let us know how it goes, okay? Hope he catches you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? So she's going to show up on this date and go, oh, man, look at him and go, now I realize why I didn't give him that shot. Think he shifted that much in her mind in a year? 
I don't know. Maybe you got a nose job. Maybe you got a nose job. Maybe you got a nose job. I don't know. She needs to find a third thing that she likes about his personality before this date, though. Get it. The Bird Show. This is really, really interesting. We want to get uh, virtual listener D on, whose daughter wants to be a professional wrestler. Oh, wow. What an ambitious goal. I love this, yeah. right? Hey, D. Hey. Good morning. Okay, so you got concerns about uh, her pursuing this, but it has not a lot to do with, like, the physical part of uh, getting hurt in the ring. It has everything to do with diet. Yeah, exactly. So she's nine, so keep that in mind. I mean, kids have fantastical ideas all the time, (laughs) you know, whatever. (laughs) But we've recently started watching, and it's been, like, this really fun thing for everybody. Um, But she's got, like, extremely into it. Like, she is over the top. This is, like, her life's mission now. She's going to be, like, a superstar, which I'm like, you go, girl, like, do it. Yeah. And she's super driven. She's amazing. She sets her mind to something. She's going to do it. That part is cool. But the problem is she has, um, like, access at the library and stuff to a computer because we don't, like, let her have, you know, her own computer or tablet, stuff like that. But she, she went and started researching, like, how to do this. What do I do? And she... Um, came to me with this whole list of foods and she was like, this is what wrestlers eat and this is what wrestlers cannot eat. Mm. But she has this whole list of like things that she wants to eat and this whole list of things that she is not allowing herself to eat, which surface level is like, okay, you know, it's, it's healthy stuff. It's not like crazy weird, like crash diet or something. You know, it's like very healthy, protein rich, like stuff you would eat if you were going to train, you know, and I told her, you know, that's great. You can't eat, like, you know, a 200-pound man, so you're going to have to, like, dial it back a little bit. But you also, you know, I'm I'm just concerned that what starts on, like, a healthy, like, goal is going to maybe go somewhere else. I don't want it to become, a, like, an obsession. You know, I've struggled with eating disorders in the past, and I know how slippery the slope is. You are a fantastic mom. You are. Let me say that. Um, that your daughter wants to do something a little bit... Um, out of the ordinary and you're totally open to it and your concerns I think are totally and completely valid for the right reasons. Because if your child comes to you um, and, and I, I, I love this for her, I do, and that the fact that she's already doing all this research to, she's, not only has she proclaimed a goal, but she's actively working towards it, but when your nine-year-old, almost ten-year-old daughter comes to you with a, a list of foods that she's restricting, I can see how as a mom, you're like this is definitely a slippery slope. How do we make sure this doesn't, um, we don't end on the wrong side of this? You want to get her on the proper right. steroids now, like most wrestlers? <laughs> Not something off the street? They don't do that. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> All right, so when we read your email, we realized, like, this is way above our pay grade. So we reached out to Margaret Schwanke, who is a certified eating psychology counselor and certified holistic health coach and the founder of Authentic Nourishment to kind of help you out and guide you through this. Uh, Good morning, Margaret. Hey, good morning, everyone. Hey, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. All right, so you heard Dee and you heard her concern. She's really trying to be open-minded about her nine-year-old being a professional wrestler, which I think is fantastic, but the eating part of it really concerns her. So um, as a holistic health coach, how should she attack this with her daughter? Yeah, absolutely. Happy to jump into it. I have a couple questions for you, Dee. Um, so, so first I want to say, I think there is 
so much positivity in this situation. You are such a great mom. I just want to, um, you know, just affirm for you that, you know, your concerns are valid and, and I understand you have a history here. And so that makes it even, um, more concerning. Um, but there is so much, you know, the, the fun that you guys are having from watching the WWE and then the fact that she's nine and she's taking a genuine interest in this, um, and that you are, supporting her but also concerned um so i think the first thing for us to consider is that this like 100 percent overwhelming all-encompassing interest it, it might pass right she's nine it might pass so um but the best thing we can do is take it seriously and and treat her con- her, her interest um you know as legitimate and offer the support and investment in her that that you are inclined to do so can you do you mind sharing a little bit about your um, eating disorder past? What that was like? Um, yeah, so mine was a lot different than her. Like she, her, this all is because of a goal, right? So mine was all aesthetic. Hers is not aesthetic at all. She doesn't care. She has shown no like um, thoughts about like oh I need to look like this or whatever but when I was younger I was like I always felt like I was a little bit bigger than all the girls in my eight you know my my grade when I was like in middle school and stuff like that and then high school like I it I don't know I just always felt bigger and so once I started figuring out how to lose weight it became like an obsession so um like right before college I just went off the deep end like completely working out all the time like barely eating anything I lost like 50 pounds or something like it was not good but it mine was all like the aesthetic thing like oh I, once I started getting smaller I couldn't stop getting smaller right does that mm-hmm. make sense yeah, no, it definitely does. And I understand. And I think so many people have struggled with that, um, myself included in my in my past. So I really understand um, how challenging that is. So has she exhibited any signs of being restrictive or, or thinking about this in that way? Not, no, not at all. That is the one positive thing. Like, this is nothing like that. She doesn't even, to me, that doesn't even seem like it's on her radar at all. All she talks about is like to get strong and to do this for, you know, so that part, I guess, yeah. you know, doesn't concern me as much. Yeah, and and what else is she looking up? You mentioned she's Googling all kinds of things. Um, what else is yeah. she searching? So she wants to know, like, how they train, like, what kind of workouts to do and stuff like that. And so she started doing, like, martial arts because I figure that's really kind of the sort of stepping stone. She can start learning, like, technical things. You know, and how serious, you know, some of this is, really is. It's not all, you know, fun and not TV, you know. So, But she is starting to, like, take the training part seriously, um, you know, and just trying to figure out how to, you know, train to, to get where she wants to be. Yeah. Okay. Well, from my perspective, it sounds like she is approaching this in a very straightforward manner. You know, she's not only targeting the food piece of this she's not obsessing about the diet or being restrictive she's taking a genuine interest in all aspects of this topic right how do they you know how do they eat how do they train how do i get strong how do i do this how do i become really good at this and that's a really positive approach and so my perspective would be you know can you use this as an opportunity for to teach her how to do this in a healthy way um, and that might be healing for you both. You know, I know that you 
have some concerns that she's going to follow in your footsteps and and have disordered eating. But I think that this is an opportunity for for you to really approach this and say, you know, like depending upon how honest you feel like you can be with her, I would I would lean in and trust in the efforts that you've made to model a healthy relationship with food with food for her. Mm-hmm. Hey, Margaret, would you mind? I mean, we're just so restricted by time on this show sometimes, and we could go on for another 15 minutes. Would you mind if we gave Dee your phone number just so she could do a little counseling with you just for a couple of minutes off the air yeah, and get and get totally. a little bit more in depth? Yeah. And, and what it Absolutely. sounds like, and what it sounds like, Margaret, you're telling Dee, Dee, like all you know, obviously your concerns are valid, but it seems right now your daughter is on the right track, and Margaret's like, while you have these concerns, there doesn't seem to be like anything you really honestly need to do at this moment, except for just continue to be a supportive mom yeah yeah for sure yeah let me get let me link you guys up off the air and if you have any additional questions for her, i'm sure she can help you out thank you so much margaret you've been great thank you if you want to check out margaret check out margaret schwanky you better spell that S-C-H-W-E-N-K-E. <laughs> Let's get people your website. We'll uh, connect over. We'll link over to it from our website also, which is thebirdshow.com. Get it. The Bird Show. Kristen is a little obsessed with this convict in Nevada that jumped at the judge and got sentenced the other day. I am chomping at the bit to give you guys the get latest it. update. Get it. I know. You're, you're, you're looking at me judgingly. No, I'm just ready to talk about sluts. Okay. All right. <laughs> which we're going to right. talk about right after this. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's much more intriguing. Segment. And he says that lovingly. <laughs> Hashtag yes, all sluts. All right. So the update on the, the guy who attacked the judge. So Deobra Redden was in a courtroom in Las Vegas. A judge was um, giving him a sentence for this battery charge. And she was going to sentence him. She wasn't going to do probation. She was sentencing him to prison and he snapped. He he jumped over two desks because he jumped over the defense desk and then jumped over the judge's bench. And did it with such grace also. No, honestly. He, he did. Uh, he did. He did. Like, it was impressive. Yeah. And so, and he, he jumped on her and knocked her to the ground and slammed her head and pulled her hair. And apparently one of the um, marshals or bailiffs um, he he slammed him, and he had to get 25 stitches. Whoa. The, oh, another person he attacked, yes. So he ended up going back to that same courtroom the next day to face that judge to finish getting his sentence from his original battery charge. Well, he was also back in court yesterday in front of a different judge for a new slew of charges for attacking. They're charging him with attempted murder. <gasps> what? what? On the judge? Mm-hmm. Really? Really? Oh, damn. Okay, yeah. this is a pretty good story. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I've been wanting to get... Now, and there's, there's a sad twist to it as well, because his family obviously coming to his support, and they're, you know, they're saying that he is you know, highly struggling with mental illness. And um, as somebody who has similar of the illnesses he has, you know, bipolar, et cetera, in, in my life and in my family... Yes, the mental illness can explain the behavior, but it it doesn't. Um, it can explain the behavior, but it doesn't. Doesn't mean you have to accept it. Yes. Right. Oh man, no. There's a phrase there. It, doesn't it, excuse the behavior. Thank you. It explains the behavior, but it doesn't excuse the behavior. So, but now he's got like yeah, um, battery by there's a slew of charges: battery on a protected person, battery of an officer, battery by a prisoner, um, extortion, and then other charges and. Attempted murder. Damn. Wow. Well, the good news is he'll be very good on that prison football team. He's an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, no, he's going to have a season. Yeah, yeah, he'll be a prison sure. MVP. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> but he'll never see the light of day again, I don't think. Right? I, no, I mean, it, it, 
they're that. The, I'll keep you updated on what's going to happen. I'm sure you will. Thank you. I don't doubt. All right, now let's talk about salutes. Okay, let's talk about salutes. All right, so how did we how did we even get into this? We were talking about um, Abby's new, um, she's got new okay. no, nose energy. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, small, small, small nose small energy. energy. Yeah. All right, so let's let's follow, follow the slut train here, all right? So, <laughs> so I told Abby because um, not once but twice on the show, dudes have thrown themselves at her, right? Recently. At, recently. And it's because of the nose. Post nose, and and I do. I I say this lovingly because I we're not, this is not a conversation to to slut shame, okay? But I jokingly said to Abby, I'm like, girl, Abby, if you were more of a slut, you'd be getting all kinds of you know <laughs> action, right? First of all, there will be no slut shaming on this show at all. I endorse it. Yes. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, women get yours for sure. Yes. For my dudes, dudes, I endorse it 100. Yeah. percent No shaming. Yeah. Keep doing your thing. And so we were we were talking about this, and then I off air which was supposed to stay off air, but I should have known better than to have this conversation in front of Herbert Weiss. Mm-hmm. Um, I said a friend and I were getting uh, pedicures and we were talking about um, how we wish we would have had more of a slut phase, right? Seems like the perfect atmosphere to start talking about your missed opportunity to be a slut is when you guys are getting manicures and pedicures together. We were just sitting in the pedicure chair, you know, and she's just, this woman is slothing off all the dead skin off the bottom of my feet. And I'm like, man, I really wish I had a slut face. <laughs> and how does a conversation like that start? I'm not going into that. That's an off-air conversation, okay? So oh, we now were, I'm really interested. <laughs> so, but that's we 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 got onto that topic and um, how we just would have experienced, you know, explored more and ex, you know been more exploratory and experienced more with more people. And so we're having this conversation and of course the number is going to come up like we like when do you wish you would have had this phase and how many people blah 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 and let's just say she told me her number and as soon as she told me her number I looked at her and I'm like I'm already a slut. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm ahead. I mean, I guess you should have gone first, huh? Multiply. We have to multiply your number by a significant number. It wasn't just a phase, mom. So I was like, you know what? I guess I'm good. So, and then. So your question off the air to Kristen is the one that made me like, wait a second, this has got to be on there. What was your question? It It was interesting to me because just the other day I was talking to my lady and she said that she was at a dinner with um, some women, some of her friends, and I guess the same type of conversation came up, and all of the women at the table are either married or with the person that they believe is their person today. So someone asked, in this position of being married or have founding your person, do you are you satisfied with your past? Like, do you do you wish you had slept with less men, or do you are you okay with the fact that you had a phase? And she said it shocked her that only two of the women said. I, I regret it. Like, I wish I, I hadn't had those experiences with the men, whereas there was like eight women who were all like, nah, I, I, I kind of wish I went harder. And I was Seriously, like, well, what, what, it, like what makes a woman okay. wish she had a more of a slut face? So, it, because you either want to, ha- you wish you would have hoed it up or right. hold it down, right? Right. right. And I, I wish I would have hoed it up a little bit more. And I think it's because, at least for my age and where I am now, and the acceptance of, you know, I feel like women's sexuality has progressed over the years and women have more freedom in that area and are less judged. 
Whereas I felt like when I was in my 20s, it was it was more harsh mm-hmm. and you were you were more harshly judged. Don't get me wrong. Those those judges, those judgments still exist, but I don't think they are as harsh as they were when I was in my 20s. And I just think I held myself back because I looked at it like it was a bad thing to have sex. It's not a bad thing to have sex. It's not a bad thing to be intimate with another person. And it doesn't make you less of a person because you do have that. Those And I... I always, I kind of treated it like a bad thing and I wish, I wish I, I wouldn't have. Just so you had more experiences? Yeah, just more, yeah, different mm-hmm. experiences, more experiences, because we were talking about different, you know, we were just, yeah, there's, uh-huh. there's, there's what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's varieties of things yeah. out there. Yes, there are. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, so, okay. I think I got what you're saying. <laughs> some wear hats and some don't. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now, so it's just kind of like. If you lined up a hundred women. We ended up with lovely pedicures. If you lined up a hundred women. All right. So take yeah. Moe's sample out of it. If you lined up a hundred women, how many of the hundred women would say that they wish that they slept with more people when they were younger? I'd say like 75, 80%. Really? Cass? You think so? Yeah, I'd have to agree with that, too. Really? Especially if you meet your partner while you're younger. Yes. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Abby, you say the same thing? All my friends are hoeing it up right now, so I'm not, I'm not wow. a reliable narrator. Uh, are you just living and you being a hoe vicariously through them? Yeah, I love their stories. <laughs> I got too many standards. I'm barely, I'm hanging on to my heterosexuality as a thread. I'm, here, I'm not here by choice. <laughs> Listen. It's the Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. While we're on the topic of Saltburn and some of those more intimate scenes that we talked about in our bonus BS this week, Barry Keegan, who is the actor who is in some of these outlandish, shocking, intimate scenes, he is coming out and talking about the inspiration behind the one that I think is the most grotesque, which if you haven't seen the film and you want to hear us talk about it in detail, again, you can subscribe to our bonus BS content. Is this the third one this you told is, us about? This is the graveyard scene okay, okay. where he... It's, no, 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 don't okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway. Go, go listen to it on bonus He BS. went off script and all I, could, all I can see is like everybody on set going... What is he doing, and do we stop him? (laughs) Well, (laughs) from Barry's own mouth, this is what happened when he filmed that scene. Grave scene, it's the same thing. I just wanted to to explore and grow with the character and figure him out and see when, you know, I asked for a closed set. I I said, I want to try something. And I just wanted to see what I'd do as Oliver when action happened and where I went. And to me, he just went to a place of... You know, being totally heartbroken and lost and confused. That's where the books helped me out because it reminded me of where I'm at and how to feel, basically, what mood to be in. By the way, that was with an interview with GQ. Okay, so he he asked for a close set. So we're sitting there thinking everybody's watching. Yeah. This so It's got to be a cameraman. Well, yes, obviously. <laughs> but, I mean, by close set, you probably have, like, you know... Director. A director and your camera person... And maybe somebody, I mean, we have plenty of people who work in the entertainment industry and the movie industry in our backyard. So if you you know how this, I'm interested to know, like, the inner workings of requesting a closed set and, like, exactly how many people are in, in you know, on the set. That makes so much more sense as to why he chose to do that. So this is, I, I don't know the ins and outs of this industry either. But from what I understand, what you told us a few weeks ago, Abby, was that this was improvised. improvised. Mm-hmm. So if he knew he was go- going to do this, then he would ask for a closed set. 
Be, or, right? You could be in the moment. Like, you could be doing but it. But then and, it wouldn't be a closed set. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, you can ask people to sense. leave. Like, everybody can be there, and you can request a closed set, and everybody has to leave. Well, then it's not really very spontaneous, right? I have this idea. Everybody get out of here. It kind of oh, sounds... I get what you're saying. Yeah. It kind of sounds like he wanted to explore the character, but didn't know what he was going to do as the character. Mm-hmm. And so he asked for a closed set so he could get... He knew it was going to be weird and freaky mm. what he did, but I don't know. Like, I think probably in the moment he did the graveyard scene, but he didn't know in advance. You know Oof. what I mean? He knew he was going to get freaky. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're watching, um, they, they film a scene over and over and over and over again sometimes. So maybe he was filming the scene over and over and over again, and then he's like, this is what I think this character should do. And he's like, I need a close set. Everybody leaves. And then he he does what he did. Do you think he's like, but this is going to be one take. Yeah. yeah that would have been a one take scene for me, man. I'm going to get awfully chafed. All right, this, is, this is one time. Well, you get what you get. We ain't doing this again. You're only getting one out of me. Okay, so as somebody with a breakup podcast, I talk a lot about like the most outrageous ones that I've ever, or I talk a lot about some really outrageous things. And I always know I'm going to get a good story when a thruple is involved. And now Peacock is introducing a new reality show that I think is going to give me a lot of content to talk about. Because a trailer dropped yesterday for a new dating show called Couple to Thruple. This is going to be so good. So we really have to. a California king, by the way? <laughs> we have to take a look at ourselves at a society because they are giving us what we want. And TV and movies now have never been more into shock value than they are right now. You got this mm-hmm. one, Saltburn we were just talking about, which is three of the most shocking things I've ever seen in my life. That they, naked show. Yeah, the the one, naked yeah. dating show also. We are just going to different levels of shock value now. Well, at this point, like, how do we top all of this? We're going to see three people dating each other. Then do we have, like, a, a show about four people dating? And then at what point do we just put on <laughs> full intimacy scenes on the television and call it entertainment? I don't think we're far from that at all. I mean, I think if you go to other countries, that's happening already. Really? Uh-huh. There's I way more nudity it. and way more uh-huh. liberal when it comes to that kind well, that's of stuff. Yeah, that naked show is, is based in the UK. From England, yeah. yeah. Mm, spicy. Well, that drops on February 8th, and if we're going to call TV a hobby, I think we should all pick it up as a hobby so we can all discuss it together. It's for research. For more stories, head to The Burt Show podcast on your favorite listening platform. The Burt Show. They saw it happen in real time, and I don't get a lot of sympathy from women in a case like this, but showed up on my Google calendar. This notification comes up. Physical today, 11 a.m. Which means for a guy my age, somebody's fingers going up my butt. Ooh. Oh, damn just, it. Yikes. Some people like that. First, no. not one. <laughs> Some people would no, get excited. No, 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 no. But uh, this only happens once a year, correct? Yeah. Is it that often? Yeah, when you get to a certain age, too, it's got to be once a year. Oh, man. But you're, I'm glad you're talking about this because men need to take control of their health. And this is a very important thing that you need to do. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, t- I told you, I used to work with a guy and we went to the same doctor and we both had to do that. And I asked the doctor to please use a different finger. <laughs> <laughs> and my, do- my doctor is kind of a lengthy guy. He's got long fingers. It's not fine. <laughs> Yo, it's really not. He gets way up there. <laughs> Is that, is that something maybe you should have done when you were like, you know, trying to find a doctor? Be like, put yeah. your hand up. Yeah. <laughs> be like, before I choose you as my my primary physician, give me a high five. Show me, yes. show me yours before I show you mine. <laughs> that is a great test. I think so. The next time I'm looking for a doctor, I will definitely find one with small hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if 
that's on website, smallhandsdoctors.com. <laughs> it probably is, but not the kind you want to visit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our intern, Courtney, gets herself a tattoo and had no idea who she was sort of waving at, what community she was waving at. I just want to apologize about this internship because here you are in studio for the first time <laughs> to talk on the air, and your boss is talking about a finger going up his butt. I am so, so... Welcome. Yes. yes. Well, might, as well, might as well break in with the real stuff. I know okay. what I signed up for. I'm here for a reason. All um, right. So tell us about this tattoo and then when you realize like you are flagging down a certain community. Yep. So I have a small tattoo behind my ear. It is one sun, one star, one moon. Um, I got it with my two sisters. Didn't really think much of it. And I work at a popular retail store. And one day I'm at work, I'm on an aisle and right behind me, like right on my ear where my tattoo is, there's an older man, mid fifties, early sixties and very low in a low, like gruntled voice. He goes, how long have you been in the lifestyle? <gasps> and I turn around like pale ghost face, right? And then as if he knows me and I trust him, he's like, oh, it's fine. You can tell me like I'm a part of it. Like we're we're the same. We're on the same team right now. Were you like, what lifestyle? <laughs> yeah, I turned around and I was like, I ex- ex- excuse me? Like I have no idea what to say to this. And he promptly is like, oh, it's fine. You know, like swingers are swingers. Like we're all friends. You're like, what? Of all <laughs> ages. Huh? And you're like on swing sets. Yeah. Like, like vines, like what are we doing right now? And, um, yeah, he proceeds to like, not necessarily invite me, but he's like, yeah, like if you want to be friends, you know, I'm a part of the community. And I very promptly explained to him that it was for my sisters. And then of course he's embarrassed and he's turning away like a dog who's in trouble. And I'm like, good, you should like, you should be. And, um, yeah, it was an extremely awkward encounter. So explain for those that, yeah. Um, didn't you Google it? Did you afterwards? And what'd you find out? I did. I Googled. So apparently if you have a five pointed star on the front of your house, like as like decor, I guess it means that you're a swinger. I've never heard of that. I don't know if I'm too young. I don't I know. I thought it was a pineapple. It was a pineapple too. That's all I ever heard of. That's what I, uh, I guess I we're did. evolving. Yeah. I didn't get a pineapple. I mean, <laughs> I, I wasn't doing that on purpose, but yeah, I looked it up and apparently if it's on the front of your house, that what it, that's what it means. And he saw it. And it's not even a single star. It's a whole tattoo with other things. So I guess he decided to grow a pair that day and see if he could <laughs> swing it. So <laughs> here's the irony. Our intern, Caroline, who was on earlier this morning on the Bird Show, she has a pineapple tattoo behind her ear. No. Wait, what? No, a bunch of freaky not. interns we have, huh? <laughs> but, but it's the thing with your best friend? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's where they're yeah, best friends. They're swingers they swinging together. together? <laughs> they're, not, they're not swingers. Caroline and I knew each other before this. <laughs> <laughs> right, so from Snopes, do stars on the sides of homes indicate the residents are swingers? Snopes says five-pointed stars decorating the exteriors of homes mean the inhabitants are swingers. True or false? Big time False! Yeah. In late December 2020, social media posts went viral that stated houses with blah, 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 blah. Because are, like, the people who post sometimes, like, the or hang up those stars, that's very, like, kitsch, barn-esque. Yeah. Like, Joanna Gaines core. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't find any evidence to support the claim that swingers put five-pointed stars outside their homes to attract potential swinger partners, but this guy saw yours and clearly... 
has had some kind of interaction with the Hosea. Believe people? it. Yeah. I am evidence. I don't. There's also not just the stars, like the loofahs, I think, too, in certain communities. Like if you have a loofah tied to your van, different colors mean different things. Oh, like really? hanging from the rear view? Yeah, or like from the uh, one of the bars on top of the roof. Yeah, like in like old person communities of okay. Florida, they'll have different color loofahs meant to indicate what they're open to. All right, well, getting back to a previous conversation, white people take the loofahs off of your car <laughs> and start using them. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.